most delightfully fascinating character in the realms of mystery, Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan is engaged in one of the most baffling murder mysteries of his long career. At Pine View, near beautiful Lake Tahoe, Landini, the noted opera singer, has been murdered. Of clues, there are none. Of motives, plenty. Ward, owner of Pine View, Ryder, Swan, and Romano, all at various times married to Landini, hated her. Leslie Beaton, too, hated Landini because the singer had attached herself to Leslie's brother, Hugh, a promising young singer. The greatest advance made in arriving at a solution is the discovery that the shot heard by all was not the shot which killed Bandini. And while the doctor is examining the body, Chan and Sheriff Holt are in a bedroom discussing their discovery. I deeply regret to say, Sheriff, that our investigations to this moment are about equivalent to opening of empty sacks. But, Inspector, don't you think we might be jumping to conclusions? No, my young friend. We have been jumping to conclusions. Now we are finished. From now on, we become scientific. <laughs> Much as I dislike terms. You're absolutely satisfied that the shot they and you heard is not the shot that killed Landini? Even the certainty that at the end of road we shall lie with the bones of our forefathers is not more certain. Observe. Miss Beaton is sitting in Mr. Ward's room. Shot is drowned by noise of Landini's plane over house. Murderer leaves study by balcony door, locks same behind him or her, and makes escape by room formerly used by Madame Landini. But, Inspector, he couldn't. Or she. Do not dismiss possibility of she. All right. He or she couldn't do that without being seen by Leslie, uh, Miss Beaton, as she left Mr. Ward's room. Precisely. So that... Uh, so that Leslie... You must either accept my theory that a time shot was heard, Landini was already dead, or else accept fact that Miss Beaton either is murderous or lies. And I can't believe that girl would do either. Permit me to say, my young friend, that in this case, I am fully prepared to eliminate my own number one rule. I do not believe that she did. <laughs> And doggone it, Inspector. You don't... You can't know how good it makes me feel to hear you say that. But I do. I am fully understanding the rapid growth of affection on your part for lovely lady. 
It would cause me much suffering and pain to be placed in distasteful position of having to arrest Miss Beaton or Ah Singh. When a person like Ah Singh has served honorably and long, family like Mr. Ward, placing of handcuffs on same is heartbreaking duty. Yeah, I know how you feel, Inspector. Dad's told me more than once about some arrest he's made. However, our problem is more than that. Do not forget that if we do not solve mystery, other police will come. And if findings are same as ours, which is necessarily so, then Miss Beaton's arrest is inevitable result. Yeah, I know. I've been thinking about that, and it worries me. So you see, we have double incentive to solve murder. First, to catch criminal. Second, to do so rapidly to save Miss Beaton torture of arrest and possible trial. One thing sticks in my mind, Inspector. Yes. No one heard a cry, no quarrel, no sound of a scuffle. Now, Landini must have been killed almost without her having known it. You are forgetting. Madame Landini was shot from in front. Could not possibly have been killed without seeing murderer. No, I humbly submit different idea. Shoot, I'm listening. Mr. Ward insists that Madame Landini could not possibly be in fear of bodily harm. Assume, if you please, that is so. Then murderer, being totally unsuspected by victim, could approach quite closely, and murder would be committed without outcry, words, or struggle. Yeah, that's true, all right. Unfortunately, yes. Face of false friend will not betray innermost workings of heart any more than inexperienced eye of novice can detect the brass beneath the gold. But there's one thing not accounted for in your theory. There are probably many things not accounted for in my theory. One of them brought to light will indeed be welcome assistance. Well, if, as you say, Madame Landini would not be likely to suspect the murderer... How come the murderer was able to use Landini's own gun? How did the murderer use Landini's own gun? Sheriff, you have administered to this blundering Honolulu detective well-deserved reproof. In the words of a young son, of which I have many, (laughs) one at present attending University of Hawaii, he would say, you have said mouthful. Uh, come, the doctor. He should have finished examination of body by now. We will go to study and investigate that statement you have just made, which is somewhat in nature of proverbial bombshell. Uh-huh. Yeah. There is our host, Mr. Ward. You were looking for us, Mr. Ward? Yes, I was. The doctor has finished his examination. He asked if uh, he could talk to you. We were on the way to study at this precise moment. Tell me, Inspector, are you any nearer a solution? So sorry, Mr. Ward, but if truth were known, we are farther from solution. Well, I'm afraid I don't quite understand you. In privacy of study, I shall explain. I note Cecile, our scene in passing. Better for a moment that this remain our secret. Oh, hello there, Doc. Finished? Uh, Yes, yes, uh... Do come in, please. Well, I've uh, I've made an examination, although the coroner would, of course, want to make another. Poor Landini. 
I knew her as a young bride in this house, and she comes back to it to die. Oh, well. Uh, the, uh, the bullet gentleman entered about four inches below the shoulder and pursued a downward course. Perhaps the person who fired stood over her. Perhaps she was on her knees. On her knees. But what on earth would Ellen be doing on her knees? The answer to that question, Mr. Ward, or any other array of puzzling questions, might be solution we so ardently seek. Uh, tell me, Doctor, was death, in your opinion, instantaneous? Or could Lady have taken a step or two after being wounded? Well, I... I can tell you that better after we probe for the bullet. All I can say is, there is a chance that she did move after the shot. Yeah, I understand, Doctor. Thank you so much. Goodbye, Doc. See you later. Yes, Don. Bye, Mr. Ward. Goodbye, Doctor. Mr. Ward, we, Sheriff and I, have made somewhat significant discovery. Yes. Shot which we heard is not shot which killed Madame Landini. What? Sorry, but that seems to be case. Must now revise our findings. But I... But I fail to grasp the situation. If the shot we that heard... That shot, Mr. Ward, was fired to mislead everyone as to the time the murder was committed. Precisely. Now we find ourselves in position of having to question everybody as to activities previous to sound of shot. Uh... Be so good as to ask Miss Beaton, also Cecile, to step into study. Certainly. Observe, if you please, Mr. Holt, any hesitancy of either Miss Beaton or Cecile in answering very simple questions that I shall ask. I'll watch, Inspector. We are dealing with very short interval of time. Time taken by me, in fact, to walk from this room to Mr. Ryder's room and until arrival of planes. Possibly four minutes, not more. Come in, please. Miss Beaton and Cecile. <laughs> Cecile, Madame Landini sent you for a blanket for a little dog trouble. You went to back stairs, past Mr. Ward. How long before you heard shots? Uh, Monsieur Inspector, let me think. Uh, perhaps, uh, may we, but yes, five minutes, perhaps. It took you five minutes to go from here? Oh, surely not. Uh, no, monsieur, I... I stood on the back stairs listening to my husband make fool of himself in that plane. He, uh, what you call, make big show for Landini. Miss Beaton, did you see Cecile pass the door to the room in which you were seated before Mirror? Yes, Mr. Chan. Uh, he did not return? I did not see her. Miss Beaton, answer this question, please, very carefully. Did you see anyone else pass the door to that room immediately previous to hearing of shot? Do I... Must I answer that, Inspector? I'm sorry, Miss Beaton, but you must. Monsieur, I... Yes, Cecile? Uh, nothing, Monsieur Inspector. Miss Beaton? Yes, Inspector. I did see someone leave the room. Before or after Cecile? Afterwards. Who, if I may press the question? Mr. Ward. Oh, you must be mistaken, Miss Beaton. I left before Cecile. Mr. Chan himself knows that. Please, Mr. Ward. Thank you, Inspector. I had not finished. 
I saw Mr. Ward, Mr. Romano, and Dr. Swan all leave the room after Cecile. Thank you. So much. Well, that certainly is a revelation. But can pretty Leslie Beaton be mistaken in the time? We know that Mr. Ward left the room before Cecile did. We'll have to leave it to Inspector Chan as to whether Leslie Beaton's statement confuses or clears the issue in doubt. After you have heard from your sponsor, Inspector Chan will be with us again. your ability to pick the apt Chinese phrase to suit the occasion. What do you have for us tonight? Mr. Wilson, I've been thinking about Miss Beaton's remark. And when I'm ready to question same, I will be thinking of ancient Chinese advice. Yes? Advice has it that there are three things the wise man does not do. He does not plow the sky. He does not paint pictures on the water. And he does not argue with the woman. Good advice, that indeed, Inspector Chan. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> 